It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the June 7th episode of the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G. Coming up on today's episode, I'm going to very begrudgingly actually give KD a lot of credit. Um, was supposed to do that yesterday. There was something he did that was really cool and I meant to talk about it yesterday. I didn't do it, so I'll get to that today. Plus, we'll talk about him grabbing his second finals MVP and what that means for KD's legacy and more importantly, what it means for Russell Westbrook and how much pressure not only is there on Russell Westbrook right now, but also every single one of Russell Westbrook's teammates and the Oklahoma City Thunder organization as a whole. I will also retract my statements about Rodney Hood and give it up to him. I didn't think he was going to make that big of a difference, but he made a huge difference last night for the Cleveland Cavaliers. In segment two, Brian Colangelo, the saga continues. I almost feel like we need Star Wars music or Law & Order SUV to introduce that particular topic, but the 76ers don't think he actually knew about all the burner accounts. But does that mean he should keep his job and what decision ultimately the 76ers need to make in that situation and what I think the Thunder would do in that situation. And then finally, in segment three, Russ gets a brand new house. It's a multi-million dollar house out in Los Angeles. And I'll discuss the human side of Russ and really the human side of us all and what to do about raising your kid when you're in Russell Westbrook's position. What would you do if you were him? I mean, you got a few years to really do what what I'm going to talk about, but what decisions will Russell Westbrook make? I am Eric G. I did radio in Oklahoma City here for a while. I'm a credential member of the media. I get to cover the Thunder. I've been doing so for five years. The guys at Thunder Digest let me hang out with them and, and be a part of their publication. And I'm very thankful to them as well. Did a lot of Thunder post games. Did the occasional pregame. And if you like what you hear, I would ask and encourage you to go to LockedOnThunder.com. Check out all our archive podcasts as well as video and audio from players. And we have almost, or we have a good number of exit interviews posted at LockedOnThunder.com. Plus some great stuff throughout the season. And anything you can generally find with Carmelo Anthony is usually good. Find some Carmelo Anthony stuff nine out of ten times. It's going to be really good and definitely worth listen, listening to. So let's jump into segment number one here and let's give a lot of credit to Kevin Durant last night who dropped 43 points on the Cleveland Cavaliers en route to a three games to none lead in the NBA Finals. Just another outstanding performance from Kevin Durant. And, and, and I find it hard to hate on a guy who, with that performance, won his second NBA Finals MVP. And the only way Kevin Durant doesn't get the MVP is when the Warriors sweep this thing on Friday is if Steph Curry somehow matches his total from Game 2. But throughout these playoffs, 
Kevin Durant has been the best player. A lot of people are going to say it's LeBron James. And certainly LeBron James has shared or has had to carry just an amazing workload to get the Cleveland Cavaliers where they are. And I understand the argument that that KD has a much better supporting staff, but look at what Kevin Durant's doing. As much as we may not want to admit it as Oklahoma City Thunder fans, he is leading his team to another championship. The word dynasty cannot be used enough to describe what the Golden State Warriors are. And it's tough. It, It is tough to hear that. But Durant is certainly making the most of his career right now and, and and of that move of leaving Oklahoma City and going to join up with the Super Friends out there in GSW. And for that, I'm not going to begrudge him. I'm also going to give Kevin Durant a, a lot of credit as a humanitarian today. And this is, this is not even tongue-in-cheek because a lot of times with KD, I can be tongue-in-cheek. But he is paying, I think it's like four kids that he's mentored. He's going to pay for their college tuition. And that's awesome. And he did a lot of charity work when he was here in Oklahoma City as well. But for all the great things that you can say about Kevin Durant in this particular moment, humanitarian, best player in the playoffs, NBA Finals MVP, it starts to put or it keeps putting pressure on Russell Westbrook. And more importantly, what we don't talk about is how much pressure it puts on Russell Westbrook's teammates to change the narrative. Because right now, the low-hanging fruit for every Colin Cowherd in the world is to tell you, look, see, Kevin Durant was right. If Kevin Durant would have stayed at Oklahoma City, he would have never won a championship. And Russell Westbrook was all about the individual numbers. Carmelo Anthony said so, blah, 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 blah. Well, now, Russ has to take all these words. And even though it's not 100% true, it doesn't change what people's perception is. And there's an old saying in radio, one of my really good friends, Chris Abrams, used to always say this in radio when he would talk about the stations that he would build, and he built several stations. Perception is reality. And he ran a lot of stations um, which were very similar to KJ103 here at Oklahoma City, what we call CHR, Current Hit Radio. And he said the perception is, if the kids think you are cool, if the kids think you are hip, then you're hip. If the perception is that you're the number one station in the market, even though you may technically not be the number one station in the market, people will think it. The perception of Russell Westbrook is that he is a guy that is selfish. He's a guy that ran off Kevin Durant. Durant could not play with him. It's all Russell Westbrook's fault. And now everyone who has that thought in their head feels completely justified when they see KD have performances like he does and see him smiling and holding hands and hanging out with the Hamptons Five. So now Russ has to go out and change perception. And yeah, a lot of it does fall on him. He's got to include his teammates more, and we talk about that here. When there's an opportunity to pass the ball against San Antonio, if if you are really convinced that the Thunder need a three in a late-game situation, and Carmelo Anthony and Paul George are on the floor, and they're better three-point shooters than you, then Russ needs to concede. That's how Russ changes the narratives. Of course, it's a double-edged sword. If Russ does concede, and those guys don't make the shot, then it then it's, why isn't the team leader 
stepping up to take that shot in the big moment because that's what they do. That's what faces of an organization do. They win the game. Ultimately, they have to win the game. The other people that are, that have a lot of pressure right now are the Thunder teammates. One, because they're constantly put in a position of defending him. And I don't think they necessarily mind it right now because Russ seems to be a good teammate. He seems to see, to treat Steven Adams pretty good and Paul George. And by all accounts, him and Carmelo Anthony are getting along. Of course, we thought that about him and Kevin Durant. And Durant leaves and all of a sudden says that, no, he and Russell Westbrook weren't getting along and, and he didn't like the atmosphere in Oklahoma City. But think about this for a second. No matter how much you like someone you work with or hang out with or go to church with or just bond with on a daily basis, if you're constantly having to defend them because people see their actions as questionable, eventually that starts to weigh on you. Eventually you just get tired of it. And if you and that person are really close, if there's just a modicum of truth to what people are saying, eventually you get to a breaking point and you're going to spill and you're going to say something that you don't want to say about that person because you're just tired of answering the question. And in a sense, you want to give that the person questioning you, you kind of want to give them the answer they want to hear because maybe they'll get off your back. Well, if that happens to Russell Westbrook, all of a sudden it blows up. And it's more fodder for every single one of Russell Westbrook's critics to just throw out there. And I guarantee you that there is a talk show today that is going to rip Russell Westbrook because we've seen Kevin Durant have an amazing playoffs for the last two seasons. And they're going to continue to do it until Russell Westbrook gets his team to a championship and wins it, or until the Thunder get close and you see them become cohesive. And that was one of the big things that that Paul George kept, kept saying over and over again. This is just year one. So, ah, and let's throw that in there. If you want hope, if you want hope about Paul George staying, he always talked about this. He always kind of mentioned that this was the first year of the Thunder in this particular in this particular existence. So I, it's tough. It's difficult. This is not an easy time for anybody who is an Oklahoma City Thunder fan or anyone who is in that organization because the questions of what might have been, what could be, and what is right now, all three have to be answered. And I can't think of another organization in sports who is going through that the way the Oklahoma City Thunder are right now. It's a, t- it's a tough position. And, and Sam Presti knows that ultimately he's got to get Russell Westbrook and Paul George help, and he's going to have to figure out how to do this here in the next few weeks. And I'm sure he's already got things written out, and there's a dry erase board, and he's put them up there, and he's talking to Billy Donovan, and there are feelers already out to other GMs, even though it's uh, not officially a time that you can talk. I would imagine wheels are getting in motion, but hopefully what is happening with everybody in the Oklahoma City Thunder. And and you saw it last year. You saw it last year in Sam Presti's moves and how aggressive he was to bring people in. Watching Golden State win another championship may turn out to be the best thing for the Thunder as far as them continuing to stay motivated to go out and make these aggressive moves. It may not lead to that championship, but for right now, if you feel like you got an opportunity to win it, go out and stay aggressive. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Thank you for joining me today. Coming up in segment number two, 
even if Brian Colangelo did not know about the burner accounts, do the Philadelphia 76ers maintain him? I'll tell you why they don't. Coming up next. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. I need to spring for better production value. Just realize that when it when it came to this when it when it comes to this podcast, of course, I've always thought that. And being in radio, I totally value production. But I need music right now. I need okay. I need music. So we always like to say radio is theater of the mind. Well, all right. Think of this podcast as theater of the mind. And right now, I want you to hear some dramatic music. Whatever you consider to be dramatic. So, could be something that John Williams wrote for Jaws or Star Wars or Jurassic Park. Uh, maybe, um, I don't know, maybe you're a Jay-Z fan or a Beyonce fan. I think you just can't say one without the other. Maybe it's a song by them. Uh, I don't know, Single Ladies. Maybe that's your most dramatic song. But uh, whatever it is, Zeppelin, Greta Van Fleet, The Struts. I just Whatever it is, dramatic music in your head as we talk about the Brian Colangelo saga and it continuing. If you remember yesterday, as we go back to yesterday's episode, Brian Galangelo and the Philadelphia 76ers, the 76ers had hired an outside firm to investigate whether or not Brian Galangelo knew about burner Twitter accounts and if his wife may in fact be involved. Today we learn that the Philadelphia 76ers don't really believe that Brian Galangelo knew about these burner Twitter accounts. Now the big question is, is, did he tell somebody some inner workings about the the office and what was going on with the Sixers? And then they use what Brian Colangelo told them to post it on social media to make him look better. And if that's the case, you have to fire Brian Colangelo. The, the, the big fact of the matter is, even if Brian Colangelo is completely absolved if they find nothing, they find his wife didn't do it, they find that he didn't talk, they find the Philadelphia 76ers and this independent investigation firm and this independent firm find that it was a, a, guy, a clubhouse guy, find that it was a trainer, whatever, that knew all this and put it out on Twitter to make Brian Colangelo look bad, you still have to fire Brian Colangelo. The reason you do is because trust is broken. And your Joel Embiid, your... Anybody else on the on the Philadelphia 76ers, Markel Fultz, whose name was mentioned in this, you're not going to ever 100% trust your president again. And when that happens, it just creates a very tense, very bad working environment. And, and the Philadelphia 76ers, by all accounts, are going to, at least with the talent that they have, are on track to accomplish a whole hell of a lot in the next few years. Maybe, look, they're, they're poised. They could easily win a championship. They might be the team best built to dethrone the Golden State Warriors in the next few years. A lot of great young talent. They may be the next Golden State. They might be the next great dynasty. 
anything that may prevent that must be eradicated. And unfortunately for Brian Colangelo, it means that it's going to cost him his job. And I'm not an advocate of people getting fired. I mean, hell, I've been through it myself. It sucks ass. Okay? There is, and that's putting it mildly. I cannot tell you what the last last few months have been like for me going through this struggle. But I also understand that if any business is going to succeed, everybody's got to be on the same page. And there's no way anybody in Philadelphia can be on the same page. The good news for Brian Colangelo is, is if he's absolved, And all this comes out, yes, there will still be people that have questions, but if he wants to work in the NBA again, then Brian Colangelo is going to get that opportunity because the facts are there and the facts hold it out. The facts bear it out that, hey, you're Brian Colangelo. We we understand what you did, so please come here and run our team. And he gets a fresh start. And maybe, maybe the best thing for him and the best thing for the Philadelphia 76ers is to have that fresh start. And then I wish him absolutely nothing but the best luck. This is a crappy situation. And the to think that somebody may have set him up and and set him up to ultimately fail, I can't think of anything worse. And I'm sure we've all been through that at work. I'm sure we've all been through things where it feels like we were set up to fail, like people were constantly laying traps for you. And some and and that's just something that you've got to work through. But for Brian Colangelo, He's going to be all right financially, and I think this guy ultimately gets another shot, but you can't do it in Philadelphia. And I know the Thunder. The Thunder MO on this. If there was anything like this going on with the Thunder, it wouldn't even get to the point of there having to be an independent independent investigation. They would just smoke it out. Sam Presti thought anybody had burner Twitter accounts, they're gone. And we know Sam Presti's not doing it. I don't know. Maybe because we... We know Sam Presti's not doing it. Maybe that makes him the perfect candidate to do it. I don't know. Let's let's be suspicious here for a moment. But that's the way that the Thunder roll. Get it done. Get it quick. Get it. Just get it over with so you can move on to the next thing. And sometimes moving on to the next thing, well, guys would be that use microphones to make a living. We don't let you do that as easy. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I have Eric G. Coming up in segment number three, why it's not... A hot sports opinion to start talking about GSW as the greatest team of all time. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. 
Do yourself a favor, check out Locked or check out Locked On Warriors and Locked On Cavaliers to keep you up to date on everything going on with the finals. Also, we're going to have some incredible draft coverage at LockedOnSports.com and the Locked On NBA Network. And hopefully I'm a part of that. I don't know. I just, I, I got the email. I'm just kind of wondering. I'm not a guy. I, 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 I'm asking questions, but I'm really hoping that I, I get to be a part of uh, the draft coverage. And if I'm not, I'm going to listen because it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. It's going to be some really good information there. Real quick, let's talk about the Golden State Warriors. And heard it today on Get Up, the ESPN show, that, it was said that they are the greatest team in NBA history. I don't think that's a hot opinion. I don't agree with it. But I do think the discussion needs to be started about where this Golden State team lies amongst some of the greatest talent ever some of the greatest talent ever assembled in one particular organization. Now, I'm not ready to go there. I'm not ready to say that they are the best team yet, but certainly You've got all the components to be there, and I can't think of another team that's really ever played like this, but between Steph Curry, MVP, Kevin Durant, MVP, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, who's an ultimate difference maker, you've got an incredible bench. Um, if they want to slow things down, they can. No- normally, they're going to play fast. You can bring in bigs to beat you up, and JaVale McGee and Zaza Pachulia, and we haven't seen much of them at all because Golden State decided to go small. They're extremely versatile. I'm not ready to go there. I'm not ready to say that. I do think it needs to be brought up and the discussion needs to be had. But for me, and this is where the get off my lawn, Eric, comes out. And that is, to me, it's always going to be those 80s Lakers teams. Because you had so many Hall of Famers. And you had just incredible role players. Guys like Michael Cooper. Guys like Kurt Rambis, who gets dogged. But... The Lakers, to me, the Lakers of the 80s was the greatest talent ever assembled. But I'm also not stubborn enough. And this is where I get into it with Jordan fans a lot. Because I always just think when it comes to Jordan and LeBron that the Jordan fans are just dug in. And it doesn't matter. Jordan's always the best. And I think LeBron fans will ultimately be that way too when somebody else comes along. I don't like to stay dug in on sports. Or music or anything else. I don't like to be prisoner of the moment, but I don't like to stay dug in. And if in the end, this Golden State team does turn out to be the best team we've ever seen, I'm not going to have a problem saying that. I'm not going to be happy about it, but I won't have any problem saying that whatsoever. The more interesting discussion, though, is not Golden State versus all these other teams. It's what do you do with teams like the Thunder, teams like the Spurs, teams like the Patriots. And yes, there's a reason I put the Thunder in there. It's because the Thunder's winning percentage is extremely high. And I want to say that they rival the Spurs and the Patriots for winning percentage over the last umpteen years. But what do you do with the Patriots and the Spurs? The Patriots have two distinct runs in their career. And the only constant is Brady and Belichick. I can't even begin to count the running backs that have gone in and out of that offense, the receivers that have gone in and out of that offense, the defensive backs, etc. It's always about Brady and Belichick. I don't know how to classify the Patriots as a dynasty. I really, that, that's always puzzled me. Because if you're asking me who the greatest dynasty in the NFL is, I'm going to say it's the 70s Steelers. And I think right under them is the 80s 49ers. And then you've got, these two areas of the Patriots, which has yielded five Super Bowls. 
and, and done so with one quarterback. I mean, maybe Brady and Belichick, just those two are the greatest dynasty in the NFL, which is an interesting argument in and of itself. And then you've got the Spurs, who started off Duncan, who started off with Duncan, and he had Ginobili and he had Parker, but Popovich has been the constant. Parker and Ginobili are still there, but they're coming off the bench. And if Kawhi Leonard and Aldridge stay healthy, I mean, certainly they're not going away anytime soon. And then what about the Thunder? No, they don't have any rings. They don't have any banners, but they constantly make the playoffs. And they're constantly a team that is going to win. Extremely consistent. Which is, as a fan, that's pretty much the one thing you can you can ask for. And when you get it, you ought to be pretty overjoyed when you do get it. So, I mean, those are the more interesting discussions to me. Is what category do we put teams like that in? And I'm sure I can think of other teams like the Thunder. I think the uh, early 2000 A's kind of fall in to that category. Good, playoff-driven, did so with a very small pay scale. But just limiting ourselves to Golden State versus the Lakers or Golden State versus the Bulls, I think does a disservice to a lot of other organizations that have won for a long time and don't get the appreciation because they don't win championships. And any athlete will tell you that just flat-out winning is hard enough and to do with the clip that the Thunder have done over the last few years is extremely difficult because most most organizations do not handle it well at all when a guy like Kevin Durant leaves and they find it hard to kind of come back from that. All right, that wraps up today's show, which, by the way, I was asked uh, how to describe our show, how to describe me. I think what this show is, it's just the ramblings of a mad Thunder fan. <laughs> it's the ramblings of a guy who's covered the team but is also a fan and hopefully you get something out of it every day. But I also know that I, I, I am totally screwy. But I'm okay with that. And if, and if I'm okay with that, I hope you're okay with that too. And as always, I'm very gracious and humble, man. I don't think any opinion that, that I give out can't be disputed at all. And I want to thank the guy that, that wrote on LockedOnThunder.com about LeBron possibly coming to Oklahoma City. And guess what? Tomorrow we will address that on the podcast. So, sir, thank you very much. Please go to LockedOnThunder.com, check out all of our other content, and until tomorrow, everybody love everybody, and peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.